episode 484 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's working off the honor system this year for Trick or Treat, because none of us are in the right place to chase after you. In this episode, we talk about PC Building Simulator 2, House of the Dragon, and the Mighty Bowser. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So be patient and gentle, because it's time for another banged up episode. I've got COVID. by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. It's been two weeks, so there's quite a bit to uh, forget about and just jump straight to the point. Um, <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. We, we, uh, we're we back around our table, all three of us in various states of, of disarray. Lauren, why don't you kick off uh, kick off our around the table this week? Yeah. Oh, even though I was technically the only one that was here last week. <laughs> that is true. So you should only have one week of things to talk about. Well, no, because yeah. I did Lord of the Rings last week, so I didn't really talk about uh, the normal okay. around the table and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I will use this as an excuse to say, if you haven't already, you should check out our Rings of Power recap episode. Uh, me and my brother and Will sat down and talked for almost two hours about Lord of the Rings, and then we hung out afterwards and still kept talking about it. So yeah. it was just a really good chat. We had a good time, um, and I loved that show. So um, you can hear lots of... Uh, loving praise for Rings of Power if you listen to uh, our recap. And then coming up very shortly, uh, still related to Lord of the Rings, we are actually going to be kicking off our cultural osmosis podcast with our Lord of the Rings special. Yay! We have it on the calendar to do it November 1st, so that's very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, And hopefully that's everything should work soon. out just fine. Yes. <laughs> that calendar just keeps moving, everybody. I know, but uh, we're gonna make it work. I, work. We get, we get a, we lose a day and get a day closer to forever every day. That's how it works. <laughs> Time just keeps on slipping, uh, but yeah. So lots of Lord of the Rings goodness uh, in, that we uh, just experienced, and then coming up soon. Um, if you're still feeling those vibes, and uh, yeah, so kind of sticking on like plugs land. Uh, this weekend was the Smorgasbord show at Gallery 1988, and we had. So many M of one people in this show anyway. So like, you know, all of you, half of you listening right now are in the show. But uh, it, it was like an amazing show. It was so much fun. Um, Jared Mariama like kind of hosted the show and he had around like 20 pieces. But then like there was um, 80 more pieces, I think, like about 100 Holy total, cow. like filling out the whole show. Um, and I, I really liked this one because the theme was just food. It could be any kind of food and like. Um, it said like celebrating food and pop culture. So like some people uh, definitely like went more like movie specific, but like some things were like the cereal mascots and things like that, which I didn't really um, like consider when we first started, but like they're absolutely part of pop culture. So I thought it was like just really fun to see like the really big variety of um, not only just like subject matter, but like types of pieces and material people use. There's some like cool sculptures and different types of things that were really fun to see. So um, great job, everybody. Uh, M squared has like a really cool one that I want to shout out. He made the like good burger sign that in like in 3d and it lights up and everything. Oh, and that one awesome. is just super yeah. cool. I and I know he worked really, good. really hard on it. <laughs> it looked very, very good. Uh, M squared drop a picture of that. Well, I don't know that M squared's in here. Someone drop a picture of that in Slack because yeah, I would thank like to you. See that, that would be great. Um, and just the whole smorgasbord show in general, you guys should check it out because it was a really, really cool show. Um, 
yeah, lots, lots of really just fun stuff in there. Like I was saying, um, I also went to, uh, I've been like going to a bunch of like small events and stuff just in the last two weeks. So, um, we have like a comic book company here in town called Bedrock City Comic Company. And they kind of hosted a little mini um, convention like at a brewery. So there was like a cosplay contest. They had like Artist Alley booths and stuff. So it was and they had, um, you know, like inside where you can like dig through all the comic books and stuff. And they had music and everything. So it was like a really fun little event this Saturday. And um, of course, I came away with some pins. I don't rarely make it out of a con without any pins, uh, but I thought I'd show them off real quick. So I got one that I think is really, really cute. It is this little like frog lady. And I realized later on that it's supposed to be like Umbridge from Harry Potter, but I just thought it was a fancy frog lady. And yeah. I still think that's cute. Um, and that is by Shop of G-Wing. This is there. You don't logo. hate it now that you realize it's Umbridge? No, because I think this lady, this like frog's expression and stuff is so funny and crabby. It's just really adorable. So I thought she I was a cat lady. Yeah, I I think because they say she looks like a toad, but that's um, that. My, I don't know. I think either way, it's a very fun little grandma frog lady. Um, and then I also got this really cute Kermit pin, and he's like staring out of a window. Yeah, and yeah, the window is like clear and has little raindrops like uh, screen printed on it and stuff, which I thought was really clever. And the, it's just a really nice pin. They also did the backers in like um, clear rubber, which oh, is cool. kind of fun. Uh, nice. So that was just another great little pin. And that is by uh, Augury Pins. And I'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes. They had a lot of really fun pins. I wanted to buy more stuff, but I decided to be responsible. <laughs> What's um, that like? He asks inquisitively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only came home with two pins instead of four. <laughs> Uh, I also went to the Texas Renaissance Festival, which is a lot of fun. Um, we went on a day that was unfortunately really, really hot. So we did not last a very long time, but I've been many times. Um, so we kind of like hit our favorite things and then kind of uh, took off because this was like also last Sunday. and We wanted to be back in time for um, episode nine of House of the Dragon. But uh, if you've never been to the Texas Renaissance Festival, because a couple people messaged me on Instagram after I posted pictures, it is like so worth it and so much fun. Like the one here in Texas is one of the biggest ones in the United States. And I think it's like a particularly like excellent and fun Renaissance Fair. It's really huge area. Like I would say really the only downside is that there's not a lot of shade. So because we went on a hot day, it was just like hard to hang. Um, but like, other than that, it's like truly like a lot of fun. Like you could spend the entire day there. You can spend the whole weekend there. If you're going to camp, um, they have campgrounds there that you can set up at and everything. And it's, it's quite an event. So is it's it, a good time. Is it twice a year or how often is it? It's, it's once a year, but it goes for several months. It's, it's oh, like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it goes, I think from like September till November. Um, you know, so like you have a good chunk of time and they, they luckily do it in the fall, which is like the best time to go. Like I said, so it's not, um, as hot. <laughs> I think that's we like, definitely were just like cooking. I feel like that's like 50% of what funds night nights watch is people buying stuff for Renaissance fair because literally oh, half fair. their building is just it like cosplay around that time period. It's so big that they actually bought out the secondary space and it's now it's its own place. Yeah, like Wait, if you imagine a strip mall, it's yeah. uh they they had like the corner store, which is a large store already, and then they bought the next the store next door as well, and that's only our local cosplay. game shop, Night's Watch. Oh they got an entire now side shop that's right next to it that is all cosplay renaissance like theme yeah it all caters to renaissance and they had advertisements in there for the renaissance fair last time we were there so yeah 
Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure that they probably have a booth there or something. Because like it's kind oh, of works sure. like um like at conventions where like vendors can buy the like booths, but they they buy them for the whole time there, and they are like little houses sort of like there's kind of like a like a shell of a village that's there Ooh. if you go like any other time what of if, the year and pirate ship and stuff. And <laughs> what if we just buy one so we have reprieve from the shade? Nope, not from the shade, from the sun. <laughs> yeah, shade. just to buy that for the whole time, like yeah. the whole month. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just bringing a car or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a great time. So definitely recommend the Texas Renaissance Fair. There's also Sherwood Forest Fair in Texas. That one is good as well, but it's it's just not as big. And I think that's that's like the, the one they were promoting. The Sherwood Forest. That one. one's closer to where you guys are, so I'm not surprised. Um, but both are great Renaissance Fair. Biggest difference is the the Texas Renaissance Festival is just bigger. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I think they even have a lot of the same people, I would assume, because, um, like, I have a friend who, like, travels around and does this year-round. Um, but cool stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um, let me think. What else? Um, I've gone to a couple of Astros games. They are, they're on to the World Series now, which is great. Go Astros. Um, really? And then, yeah. <laughs> they swept the Yankees. I don't watch yeah. soccer, so. Yep, makes sense. Uh, yeah, and they'll be playing the Phillies uh, next week when I will be in Mexico mostly for a wedding. So I won't get to see a lot of it, <laughs> but it's still exciting and good stuff. I know, big time. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I've really been up to the last few weeks is, uh, like I said, I'm going to uh, Mexico for a friend's wedding. So it's just shopping, getting all that stuff done and then uh, getting ready for our Game of Thrones finale, which is what I'm going to save for my master category and also the... Uh, my injury is involved in that story. So I'll uh, coming soon. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Who are you tossing it to? Um, let's go to Andrew. Why not? All right. Well, I'm not going to save my injury story. I'm going to start with it just so that people know what's happening below the desk. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we <laughs> in Texas have this game that, uh, is called pickleball. I don't know if y'all have heard of, uh, pickleball, um, it's where you get essentially a big old wiffle ball and play a bigger version of ping pong, but a smaller version of tennis. <laughs> so it's the, uh, the cross pollination of both of those, of those, uh, ball and net based paddle. Uh, yes, Patrick. I can I just, I just want to throw out a fun fact. And I think, you know, this fact, I think I've told you before, do you know why it is called pickleball? I have no idea. It is because the couple that invented the game, their dog's name was Pickles, and oh. Pickles would fetch the balls, and therefore they started calling it Pickleball. Oh. There you adorable. go, everybody. Well, a less adorable story is the other day when I was playing, um, I went to return a serve and had my foot planted and stretched in just the right way. Um, that it felt like somebody took a baseball bat to the back of my leg, right on my calf. Mm. And so much so that I turned around and looked at my partner. I said, did you just hit me? And he said, no. I said, did something just hit me? And I started looking around. He said, no. And I said, then something bad just happened. And the something bad that happened was uh, I tore my the, the inner lobe of my right calf. And um, took everything in me not to pass out. I got all clammy and uh, sweaty and needed to sit down for a little bit just to muster up the energy and uh, strength to get up and drive myself to the emergency room. 
And it was uh, not fun. It is not as bad as it could have been. Um, about an inch lower, and I would have it would have been my Achilles, which would have been a six month recovery time plus yeah. likely a surgery, like very likely a surgery. This is um, a five week recovery time, roughly, with physical therapy. So uh, it does take me out of my regular running routine. It's been kind of crazy not being able to do anything. This is the most upright I've been in the last 72 hours. Um, so we'll see what happens if I go lay on the bed halfway through the episode. Just know that I'm here with you in spirit. So um, it's, not like, it's not like your entire muscle. It's like a section of the muscle. So like your calf, if you know how your calves work, it's it's there's two lobes, right? The yeah. inner lobe and the outer lobe. My inner lobe... Uh, on my right leg, uh, that just totally tore. Uh, it like from detached the, or? It's not fully detached uh, okay. from the, it's detached from the right side, but it's not detached from the underneath. It's not detached from the Achilles. I was going to say, if, if I don't know if y'all have seen pictures before, Ugh. but there's some like muscles like that that can fully detach and they just like look like curtains rolled up. They like wrinkle yeah. up. It's like crazy. In this, case, it's the, in this case, it doesn't wrinkle. In this case, it just sits like a sack a be, <sighs> a, apart from your leg. Hate it. Oh, um, I know. It's just like really. Oh, I hate it so much. By not, the way, this is a that. sport that's predominantly played by like 80 year olds because it's oh, so know. light on it's your just, body. I feel like you can like the, whenever things like this happen, it's just an accident and like you don't, you never know what's going to be the dumb thing that does Here's it. The like, thing. I'm I'm a runner, right? I'm an active runner. I thought I don't need to stretch. This is fucking pickleball, right? <laughs> that was my mistake. The hubris got to me <laughs> because uh, you literally- it is more active if you're competitive. And I'm obviously I'm very competitive. So and it's in your head, you actively processed, I don't need to stretch today. Yes. Oh, that 100%. sucks. That sucks so bad. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Can I, I take and- so one time I was unplugging a vacuum cleaner. And I thought to myself, whenever you unplug something, you're supposed to go grab the plug from directly from the wall. You don't just yank on the cord. But I said, I'm like a 20-something-year-old. I can do this. And I, <laughs> I yanked on the cord, and it flew back and slapped my TV and put like a gouge in the screen of my TV. And that oh was one of gosh. the lessons for me of, if I think it, I need to go do the thing I thought of. Yeah. I, to your that's, instincts. A, that's a lesson that I, I have learned. It's uh it's been a it's been a crazy few days. I had on um, consequently I after the surgery, I live upstairs and I, I had to walk upstairs and it was it was a nightmare. And then went to bed and in the middle of the night tried to get up to to uh to go to the bathroom, had the worst cramp you have ever I almost like in your out. leg. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was so bad. I almost passed out and I would have cried out except Cooper was in the other room. And so I literally fell back on my bed, buried my face in my pillow just so I didn't freak him out because of how much, how much pain I was in. I had to like yeah. catch my breath. It was, I do not wish calf uh, or any sort of leg injury, but specifically calf injuries. It's amazing how much you use your calf. You don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, even like flexing your toes, how it, how it pings your calf muscle. And it's, it's a nightmare. Would so. you describe this as a calf catastrophe? I would. <laughs> I actually would. I would describe it as a calf catastrophe. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I was like, that might have to be the new, the new name. I don't have a rim shot. Oh, I do. There we go. Okay. Great. <laughs> um. So, so that happened. 
But before all of that happened, last week I was in California. And while I was in California, I got to do some incredible things. We're going to talk about two of those things. One of them, I guess I'll give a, a shout out to one of those things. I got to go to Jedi Robbie's Tiki Hut. Nice. Um, and in real life, this thing is legit. His house is really <laughs> nice. So, Jedi, I know that you're watching right now. And uh, thank you for letting me come over to your house um, and, uh, and making me a, a Rumspringer. It's not a Rumspringer. What's it called? A <laughs> double a rum Rudkin. A double rum Rudkin. <laughs> I was like, um, this was your Rumspringer? <laughs> a Rumspringer is, is uh, it's literally it's just nothing but rum with like meth mixed in. <laughs> <laughs> this is what all the Amish kids love. It's what, yeah, it's just all the alcohol poured into it's essentially like a uh, Long Island iced tea, but for Amish people. Um, so, you can't have it if you're not Amish. Uh, it's just a concoction of all the alcohols. Um, anyway, he made me a delicious drink. We sat out on his tiki uh, porch, and it was awesome. And he puts a lot of effort into that. It gets so hot in his tiki room, he said, because it's in his sunroom and he's in, in South uh, California, Southern California. It gets up to 120, 130 degrees at times in there because it's all glass. And Donna. so he doesn't keep any of the art that's in there. He doesn't keep any of it in there because he doesn't want it falling off the walls. So he has to put up all of the artwork and turn the lights on and do all this stuff. And a lot of the lights are hand like he has to, he has to turn on by hand. Anytime someone comes in there. So it was like a full on. Like prepare the place. He had to prepare for at least, it had to have been 30 minutes before I got there to get this room set up. And so I really do appreciate uh, taking me in there. It was super fun. I hope, uh, Patrick, next time I go out there, you get a chance to come with me and we'll spend some time out there. It's so, um, it's so rad. I now understand why Jedi told me, oh, don't worry, you can stay in my tiki room. Yeah, because <laughs> you are in a thing in 120 plus degree rooms. Yeah, perfect. Patrick uh, loves sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, you want to know my secret? Yeah, <laughs> I'm always sweating. <laughs> He's the Bruce Banner of of sweat. Um, so that's the that's the honorable mention, the shout out. But while I was there, I was at Lightbox for um for my my job for for Lightro and. One of the things that's really cool we got to do was meet all these industry creatives, people who work in, in the entertainment industry, artists, illustrators, animators, uh, storyboard people, writers, like all these all these incredibly talented people. Like all the studios were there recruiting people. Um, but this was something that was really cool. And it made me realize like I haven't shared enough about what I do with our community. And I should <gasps> because we have a talented right. community that could benefit from what we do. So one of the things that we are promoting and putting out into the world at uh, at this event is that we officially are going to pay out over a million dollars to creatives in 2022. Um, and we're going to pay people their day rate, whatever they choose to get paid. We're going to pay them that instantly and you can get paid to do, to do work with Lytro. And so um, I'm not going to go into the whole sales pitch for you. Every time I talk to somebody at light at Lightbox this, this year, um, they would say, that sounds great. What's the catch? And I just kept saying, there is not a catch for us. Like there's no downfall for you as a creative. doesn't cost anything to do it. The only downside maybe is you, you get approved to be on this, this, this creative list and you just don't get a job right away. That's the only thing. You're not going to be out any money. You're not going to whatever, but it's only upside for you. And uh, it was incredible to see these people, like how how quickly, like how can I how can I get on board with what's happening with Lit- with Lytro? So I'm going to put a link into into our show notes. Um, if you want, you can ask me questions in our DM um, in Slack channel if you want to know more about that. But 
it's really cool what's happening. And I got to see and meet people in real in real life and some of the creatives that we work with who were drawing and stuff while we were there. And I realized our community needs to be aware of what's happening because <laughs> you could actually benefit and get paid. You can you can get some of that million dollars um, put in your pocket. So uh, so there's that. And then the final thing, while I was there, one of our Lytro creatives um, actually is is friends with a guy who um, who is a director. And uh, one night I was heading to dinner I was behind the group and I was walking and he was standing there at, at like the crosswalk. And I said, Hey, you want to come to dinner with us? Cause he was standing there by himself. His name is Jordan. And he said, uh, no, actually I've got to, I've got to go to a movie premiere. And I said, Oh, well then I'll just come with you. Just joking. And he said, you can, if you want to. I said, well, <laughs> what, what is it? Like, what, what are you doing? And he said that uh, his buddy is uh, releasing a new, film that they were doing a, a, a premiere of and uh he was he's going there to support his friend and i was like okay well what's the movie about and he's like well it's a movie about the artist mike mignola it's his new documentary and Never i was heard like, of him. <laughs> I, like i legitimately missed the cutoff to back that uh to back that documentary on kickstarter by like three days i didn't know it was ex- existed oh. until oh, it was yeah. like three days i remember you late. talking about this yeah and uh i'm like i've been waiting for this for months and months and months and i didn't know it was ready to come out and they were like yeah it's ready to come out he's like you're free to come with me so i went with him and went to this movie premiere and watched uh watched this documentary mike manola was there uh they did a q a afterwards uh it was really cool it was in this really old um la theater where they did the premiere like it makes the alamo draft house in marketplace look like a brand new building (laughs) (laughs) old and and kind of run down this LA theater was, but there was a reason why uh, they wanted to do it there. I guess that's like a, a really like artsy uh, theater. And so, uh, and they did an after party at the Alamo draft house in LA. Um, oh, cool. But uh, we didn't stick around for that. Cause it was a really long day, but watch the documentary the next day. Or wait, before the next day, watch the documentary. They had a handful of these posters left that you could buy. So this is a special print specifically for the event that night while they had them. Um, but this is the poster. It was, they did a double screening, That's cool. uh, a double feature. And so it's the bride of Frankenstein and then Mike Mignola drawing monsters. And this is a custom poster that Mike did for the event. Um, it's so beautiful. Cool. It's wonderful. And I absolutely adore it. So, That's uh, really cool. this poster. There we go. And then the next day at the Lytro booth, um, we had the, uh, like I said, the director of the film was was buddies with one of the members of our of our creative community. So he came to the booth and we were just chatting with him. And I said, hey, I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Mike Mignola is one of my favorite comic book artists of, you know, of all time. Um, and I loved the film. And I, I here's some questions that I wanted to ask and blah, blah. And he, and he looked around and then he reached into his backpack and he handed me this. This is ah, the movie that's awesome. on Blu-ray. It is not available yet. This movie has not what? released. It's, I have it seems on to be, Blu-ray. Is it signed at the top? Uh, no, that's his. That's the, oh, that's the, the that's printed on title. signature. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so here's what I think I want to do. Like this is cool, and I and it's it's fantastic. I think I want to give this away. I think I want to do a giveaway. In, uh, <laughs> I think I want to do a giveaway okay. and, and give this away because it's it's really cool and legitimately. He's like please hide that. Like, don't let anyone know you have that. Not supposed to give these out yet. Um, but he gave one to me. He gave one to, to Dave and he gave one to another member of our community who was there. Um, he just had, a, you know, his backpack with him in it. So um, 
I got to figure out how to give this away, but I'd like to do it. I think okay. that would be be really That's cool. That's awesome. Um, the movie is fantastic. If you're waiting for it, it's it deals a lot just with his life, less about um, all of the Hellboy of it. It's more about the Mike boy. Mignola. Uh, yeah, yeah, less hell and more boy. Um, but there's <laughs> there's interviews with uh, Guillermo del Toro, with Patton Oswalt, with um, Ron Perlman. Um, just like all these, all these incredible people talking about him, his wife and his his daughter, and his story is is phenomenal. And so, uh, yeah, so I would like to uh, figure out a way to give this away. Maybe we can figure that out over the next couple of days, and and by next week we can do a giveaway, yeah. a proper giveaway. I don't want to just do like a pick a number and here it is. Like this is pretty yeah. rad, and I want to do a a worthy, a worthwhile giveaway yeah. for it. Maybe something on on Instagram or something like that. So, um. Anyway, those are my uh, those are my two things. California was incredible. Uh, if you're a creative, check out Lytro because we're doing some awesome stuff. And uh, Mike Mignola is fantastic. And uh, go check out that movie. There will be a link to to the uh, IMDb in our show notes so you can see more about it. Um, but dang, it was good. Uh, all right, Patrick, round us out. Amazing. So I did something different than both of you all this week, which is that I uh, contracted COVID. <laughs> And didn't leave the yeah. house. <laughs> and uh, stayed in, well, I want to say stayed in bed. I, I was able to make it from bed to my computer chair, although uh, I did not feel like focusing on anything. So I played a pretty mindless video game for just basically 10 hours a day and then went back to sleep. What game? I'm going to talk about it in my master category. So that's okay, that's okay, coming great. up a little bit later in the show. Uh, this round of covid uh, you know, not as bad as round one. Round one for me was like a six-week affair. Uh, mm-hmm. Round one for me was pre-vaccine um, uh, and all that kind of stuff. It was back in the day. It feels like a decade ago at this point. Uh, round two, instead of being six weeks long, has will we'll end up being, I don't know, like, uh, what day is it? Ten days long, something like that? So. That's- eight days something not like that. awful so it, it for sure like better by comparison to six weeks it's really not bad but like <laughs> yeah not great though uh outside of that so but because of that i didn't consume um jedi so just so you know uh you're talking about pc uh building simulator one i'm talking about pc building simulator two which did Electric not have a free period blue. that just came out like a, it just came out last week um anyway so that said, I, I haven't been uh, doing much. I did manage to get one movie in. <laughs> when all, all this was going on, I managed to get one movie in, and that was the movie Moonfall. Now, Moonfall <laughs> came out a while ago. <laughs> and there were some people in our chat, that uh, in our community, that talked positively of it. Uh, I enjoy... I'm, I don't know how to... Like, not not geological thrillers um like uh, things that are built around geological disaster films well yeah it's just disaster film disaster i like yeah. disa- like natural disaster films and and so if you think of like uh geostorm or day after tomorrow or or what the fault line one kind of armageddon I'm, i guess I'm like i don't know on right now but like th- those type of those type of uh san andreas or just san andreas whatever it's called volcano i like <laughs> Those type of films. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Moonfall. Wasn't The Rock in San Andreas? He was, yeah. And we'll talk about him in just a second. 
Well, we'll okay. save him till next week because you're going to go see Black Adam. But I oh, have 100. some. I yeah. have. I'm already ready to complain. We'll save okay. it till next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. So that said, yeah, yeah, exactly. People in chat are throwing out more movies. I like those. That, that's what I like. So Moonfall for me, close enough. Something's wrong with the moon that screws up the world. I'm in. And I know that it's like Michael Bay, and and I I, I don't expect it to be good, but I expect that. I'll be like mindlessly enthralled, and the visuals some, will be pretty cool. Some movies cool. are so bad they're good again. You know, it's, it, it's, was that what you were expecting? It's no, it's it's like I just wanted to see that scale of CGI destruction. I just like seeing big things explode. It's one of the the, the primal instincts in me that comes out of like big <laughs> things exploding. So the moon falling out of the sky, a hundred percent fits in that category. I didn't expect it to be good, but I thought I would enjoy it. This is probably this might be the worst movie I, I I'm struggling <laughs> to say I've ever seen. It genuinely it might be the old? worst movie I've ever seen. Is it worse than old? Absolutely, it's worse than that movie. Okay, all right. It, like, like no contest, it's worse than old. Like it's old. Pretty here's, bad. Here's the problem I with it. Seen old because you guys talked me out of it. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth watching. <laughs> Spared me two hours. Yeah, it's old. It's just exactly what you think it is. There's nothing. You're waiting for a twist or something subversive, and it's just oh yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. So that it's just, and it it was not particularly like none of the CG and stuff like that is particularly convincing. It's a waste of time. Okay, the thing is with Moonfall, I don't know if they're trying to create a Sharknado scenario because some people set out to do that. Some people set out to, yeah. to recreate the excitement of the really bad movie. But then they're paying rather high priced actors. If you're just making a joke, but like, like <laughs> the thing is, it's not sincere and you as the viewer know that's what someone's trying to accomplish. And so because of that, it never pays off the same way. I think this movie wasn't trying to do that. I think this movie was trying to to be sincere in some way, and yet it is so horrible that I found it amazing and I could not stop watching it. I was so sucked into this film. I recommend everyone here go watch it. 100%, without a doubt, I recommend this movie fully because it's genuinely the most incredibly engrossing train wreck I have ever seen. There are, there are lines in this movie. Do you think we should spend money to go see this movie? You don't have to spend money. No, it's on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix and you're already paying for that. But uh, there are lines I want to quote in this movie because they're so horribly stupid that I know your jaws will drop. But if I quote them, I, I was like, please do it. You have no, to no, 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 no. I, I will steal I from one. you. I-, I will steal from you the opportunity to experience it, how it is intended. And I can't do that to you. This is one of those times <laughs> you just need to go in and you need to really just watch it. If you want to have a couple drinks, bring friends, all that kind of stuff, do it. But please, I implore you to go watch Moonfall. You will have, I think you'll have a good time. It's a bad movie, 
but I think you'll have a really, really good time. Uh, and you should do it now before Netflix subscription is so bastardized that you have to cancel. Uh, on that note, there is one <laughs> uh, good thing coming to Netflix uh, next month, which is a trailer that I shared with Andrew. I'll drop th- I did drop this in the Slack. It's in the movie trailer uh, part of Slack, but it's the trailer for uh, Stutz. Yes, what? Stutz and mm-hmm. S-T-U-T-Z. And it's a documentary that Jonah Hill filmed about his therapist. Yeah. And what? that's it. It's it's like the whole trailer is black and white, him and his therapist talking. <laughs> and and it looks fantastic. It looks in- Interesting. incredible. Um Kate Carlton, you do have Love is Blind 3. Uh and uh Mackenzie will love to talk to you about that, by the way, because she's been going on and on. There's about also it. tomorrow. <clears throat> Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity starts. Yeah, yeah, which I'm very Patrick excited. Will for. not be watching that, but I <laughs> yes. would. I am. You, you and thrilled. me can talk. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, watch Moonfall. Watch Stutz when it comes out uh, in just a couple of weeks. Watch all of these apparently other things. You can skip Black Adam. And uh, outside of that, we did just. Uh, this is the last thing, and then we'll move on. We did get the trailer for Quantum Mania, the new Ant Man yeah. film, and. Uh, Listen, I'm I am so on board just to finally get some Kang time in a full on yeah. film. <laughs> I don't know that I'm. If they don't have a sequel called Kang Time. I will be a little sad. <laughs> I, I don't know how excited I am for any Marvel films, frankly. But I find Paul Rudd just—he's just so enjoyable to watch. And the fact we're going to get Kang, and it looks like there's going to be like. There's some deep fun interaction between them in there too. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So in the trailer, there's a Bill Murray cameo, but he's going. He got removed from the set of a film recently for I know, yeah, uh, allegedly like inappropriate comments to a female uh, co-star. So I actually found it interesting that they put him in the trailer, given what has happened recently. But that's like oh, a whole that's a other point. scenario. Uh, but all of that said. Uh, I'm so excited to see Kang that I'm 100% on board for this film. Lauren, what was your reaction to the trailer? I thought it looked really cool. I mean, I I also really like Ant-Man and I like um, Evangeline Lilly from uh, Lost Days. Uh, yeah. So I think it's like, it's fun to see her. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer, I also like think didn't get to do a lot in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So that is another character that I'm like excited for. I mean, I just like these actors as well. So I, I'm definitely excited because I like the other two Ant-Man films. Like I end up rewatching those a lot out of like other amongst Marvel movies just because they're like really fun. You know, I could stand to not hear the word quantum ever again. I think like if we played a drinking game where you drink every time they say quantum. <laughs> yeah, you'll be dead uh, in the intro for sure. So. All right, Andrew. How did you? Now I kind of want to try. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what did you feel about the trailer? I actually thought it looked really fun. And, and really, to me, it looked like the live action version of the new Disney animated film, Strange World or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Strange, oh, I Stranger see, yeah. World or whatever. Strange World. Um, it looks a lot like that. Um, and I think some of that's kind of been, for me anyway, has been... Um, has been confirmed because one of the members of the Lytro community worked on the film and he like, he said he animated lots of fun animals and creatures. 
He was oh, he cool. was doing the 3D animation. I feel like they for the hinted movie. at some really weird stuff Did in the quantum realm. Like- it felt like Star Wars. Cantina. Cantina. That's yeah. literally what I was about to say. Like, yeah. I got the total vibe of, like, walking through and panning around and seeing all the characters for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm here for it. I love Paul Rudd. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to have Paul Rudd in something that I, that there's not, a, at very le- at the very least, um, a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a passable movie with just having Paul Rudd in it. Cause he's going to make whatever it is entertaining. Um, and so, and then there's enough weirdness of it that I think someone, I think said it in our Slack channel, I believe said something about how it feels like maybe it was Jedi said something about how it feels like uh, we're, we might actually get what this next phase is really all about. Like actually get yes. some meaty, like some stakes, you know, being, Finally. Being, yeah, I um, hope so. yeah, like, like planted in the ground. So, uh, it does kind of feel like this is a big, weird movie that will have a lot of um, carryover into other things. The, and so I predict the climax of the film will be settled by Paul Rudd doing sleight of hand magic. <laughs> okay. You heard it here I first. So. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> You're welcome. You heard right? it here first. All right. That's it for me. Andrew, take us to the, the other part. Well, that's going to be it for our round the table. Up next, we're going to talk about our master categories. It's likely you know what this is, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, So our master categories this week, we're not going to do any sort of dice rolling because it's been two weeks and there's been so many different things. So we're just going to, we're just roguing it tonight. We're all going to talk about whatever the heck we want. It may as well be that we all rolled 20s. And there's nothing you can do about that. So um, Lauren... Uh, you're going to talk about, let's, let's end on yours. I think that's a good okay, way sure. to end things out. Cause you're, you're going to do a bit of a review. Um, Patrick, why don't you talk about your, uh, your fun little thing? That's right. PC building simulator two PCBS two just came out, uh, within the last uh, week or two. Um, and this is available on Epic games, PCBS one, is uh, available on Steam, I believe. So if you go look for it on Steam, you're going to find the wrong game. This is exclusively available on the Epic's game platform, but it's PC Building Simulator 2. Uh, and they have a large, uh, they have, a, I should say, not large, active community on Reddit. So if you actually want to talk to any of the team that worked on the game uh, for feedback, things like that, check it out there. Um, okay, this game. I had not heard of this before uh, until this past week. Uh, Linus Tech Tips LTT, they have a sub uh, show called Short Circuit, and I. It was either on Short Circuit. I, having said that, I think it was on the main channel, the LTT channel. They did a uh, video about PCBS2, and uh, where they were both playing it, going through it, and it looked interesting enough. And being that I had COVID and was stuck at home and, and didn't really want to, like, use mind power. It seemed uh, worth spending twenty bucks on to try out, and in this game, uh, there's you have a, a free play in a career mode, uh, and if you do the career mode, then you build computers and you build computers uh, to make money, uh, and you also get emails that come through, and with those emails, you have to respond to what customers want, and customers may want customization. There, maybe their computer won't start, and you have to diagnose it. Maybe they want you to. Uh, build them a new computer from scratch and they have budget constraints or they have performance constraints or, or benchmarks they're trying to hit. 
Uh, and that's what you do. You 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 build computers, uh, and this is all fed by a lot of companies within the space. So th- you're not building based on you know uh, fake computer parts or something like that. The inventory is made up of of things from Fractal and Asus and MSI and uh, Corsair and and. Uh, height and all these other companies. I mean, there's I think dozens and dozens of companies that contribute. There are dozens dozens of us (laughs) that contribute parts, and I think in some cases actually contributed like original design specs and things like that to the dev team to help them faithfully put these components into the game. And so there's a store you can walk in, you can purchase any combination of parts you want to purchase assuming that they work together and you can build any computer you want to build this is it's just so it's the right level of mindless for me it combines two things i love one of them is shopping uh and not just shopping i should be clear like i'm not a uh clueless uh, the film not i'm not a i need to go somewhere in like spend money out of impulse i am a i need to take six months and research this so deeply that i will have made the perfect right best decision with the money that i have available that type of shopping research shopping um, or oh that looks fun no 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 no. it can't like anybody that can walk into like for instance a target and go oh yeah we need a vacuum cleaner i'll just buy that one you're a psychopath an absolute psychopath. I don't know how anybody does it. So, anyway. And I, you would be what we would call a sociopath. So what I can do... I've learned the distinction. <laughs> so so here's what a day looks like in PC building sim. You start the next day. Maybe your rent's due. You pay that. You go to your computer. You open up your email. Uh, and uh, in your email, you'll have requests from uh, potential customers. You can accept or decline those requests. If you choose to accept it, they'll ship their computer to you. The next day, that'll come in. Then you can go to the store after you diagnose their computer or decide what they need. You purchase the things you need. Those parts take a day to come in. Then you can go put everything together and send it to the customer. And then you get a review, one to five stars, based on how well you met the specs of the customer. It's just doing a different type of job with no stakes. And I've absolutely enjoyed it. Now, in addition to career mode, there's also a free play mode. Uh, so in career mode, as you progress, you unlock additional components, parts, it's abilities. Like the story mode. Uh, yeah, the story mode. So like, you're not allowed to, for instance, like you can't water cool GPUs to level 15. St- stuff like that. So there's things that you unlock the ability to do. There is also a free play mode where you just get access to everything. And in this case, you can just sit down immediately and build whatever you want to build. Now. If you've never played the game before, don't start in free play because you won't actually know how to like assemble things or water cool things. There are really important mechanics that they teach you. Um, but once you get those mechanics, free play mode can be enjoyable. For learning basic concepts, enjoyable. Anybody that has, for instance, built a computer before, you're not going to learn anything from this. There's just not, it's not going to happen. And there's lots of guardrails on the game. You really can't mess up that bad. Like, it won't let you... If you run too much voltage to a CPU when you're trying to overclock it, it's not going to destroy that part and force you to go buy another one. It'll just tell you, like, 
Uh, like when you try to boot it, it'll say CPU not found. You can just turn down the voltage and reboot it. So like it won't let you... But in you, real life, it will though. But in, in real life, it would like burn up that component. So there's too many guardrails. It should let you burn things up. It should let you break things. If you buy something you don't need in career mode, you can sell it back for 100% refund. That shouldn't happen. You should be stuck with it. So they, yeah. they need to increase the difficulty of the game. The game is far too easy right now. Um the cool thing about a game like this... Oh, and also, you can kind of tell when they developed it because all the GPU prices are way too high right now. Like, all the prices are double what they should be uh, because they were doing a lot of development during COVID time when everything was double what it is now. Um, but what's exciting is in the future, we'll inevitably get updates with new parts. We'll inevitably get additional features, all that kind of stuff. Again, this is uh, week two of the game Plenty of bugs, plenty of guardrails, but I'm confident they'll take those things down. Uh, the The game had a really good following, the first version, and so I'm confident they'll continue to expand on that. It is a small team, so I don't know that it's going to be super fast, but also it's not a $100 game. It's a $20 game. Uh, and so from that standpoint, yeah, nice. Uh, and you feel like you've already gotten your $20 of entertainment. I feel like for sure. I've gotten my $20 worth. I'll continue to get my $20 worth. Um, and it's just... It's the right level of no stakes, mindless. You know, it's a it's a puzzle game of sorts. It's just instead of those it's puzzle like pieces being game. a Sudoku or something like that, those puzzle pieces are computer components. Yeah, um, and that's exciting. And you get a you get to play around with pretty lights as well. Um, so anyway, <laughs> PC Building Simulator, Simulator Two. I recommend it. If any piece of that sounds interesting. Uh, it's worth the purchase. Uh, if you're if you're unsure what it's really about, then again, check out the Linus Tech Tips uh, review video. Um, but otherwise, uh, worth the purchase. If that doesn't sound interesting to you, don't purchase it. And uh, that really just that really solves that. Um, yeah. So we'll just said something in chat that I totally agree with. Um, so for anybody that's built a computer or is looking to build a computer, there's something called PC Part Picker, which allows you to... They're kind of like dynamically pooling components and prices from um, <clears throat> Newegg and, and Best Buy and Walmart and, and Amazon and all these places, right? And so you always have latest parts, latest prices. You can go through. It'll find the lowest price for you. You can build, blah, blah, blah. If this game will get there... <laughs> where it's dynamically pooling inventory, SKUs, prices, et cetera, that'd be amazing. Now, it can't fully it with some components, right? Because some components have uh, space guidelines, which is very important that there is collision, right? Because you can't just put, um, you know, you, you can't just fit any GPU into any case, or you can't fit any PSU into any case, because things have sizes and, and constraints. Um, right. Something, not, not everything does. Like uh, CPUs, there's a set style of sockets it's going to fit into one of those styles so some things do some things don't so uh, it's amazing that they support as many combinations as they do considering the possible like collisions and, and things like that but if eventually it can get to the point where it's like dynamically pulling pricing if it pulls sales pricing if it could potentially pull even if it's curated pull from somewhere like a new egg or, or something like that like uh, that would make the game truly truly awesome uh, and maybe they'll get there. So they'll, we'll see. Um, do you? Yeah. Do you feel like you can like actually learn any practical like PC building stuff from this, or it's more just like simple, like too simple to actually learn? Conceptually, hundred percent. I, I will say so. I've built three PCs, not a lot. The one sitting beside me, I built. That's exciting. Um, and 
so knowing so doing this like conceptually it's it's it very like sound concepts in terms of what you look out for and 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 what you piece together things like that i will say there's some things that in some ways make me feel more confident um there are things that i will probably go and do to my pc that I would not have done before and somehow just interacting with these components over and over and over is instilling maybe a false confidence that, oh, maybe I should actually try this in real life. Um, so I, I think there is a lot to be learned, especially even be if you haven't been around it. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I will say it, it's cool. interesting because the, it seems like the community that gravitates towards this are people that are already PC enthusiasts. Um, and so sometimes there's a bit of not hate, but there's a bit of like uh, people aren't don't have soft touch with people that are coming in this community that just have never been around it before. They don't know the the terms or the concepts or the names of things or stuff like that. So I will say if if you're in that predicament, the game is still awesome and the game will will you'll actually learn a ton from the game. The community might be a bit crap <laughs> if, if you're in that <laughs> position um but then just come to me and i'll answer questions for you uh so no there is a lot to be learned the concepts are, are very very sound concepts and i do think it can actually instill confidence to potentially pursue building something yourself nice yeah that's good okay um i'm gonna take it and then we'll we'll throw it to lauren to, to close things out but i think in order to do this justice i'm gonna need to change the the mood a little bit so we're gonna we're gonna Changing it up. up some, we're going to put on some firelight. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, and if you're not watching this. I can get up and turn off my light. It's just as fancy. <laughs> you're, you're missing out because uh, I'm getting ready to show some some incredible, incredibly cool things. All right. So uh, I talked a couple of weeks ago about um, a, a new purchase. And since uh, everything has has happened in these last couple of a uh, couple of days. I've had some additional time to uh, to play with some new toys, and uh, so now I know uh, what this is. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to introduce you to the newest member of the Sale household, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Bowser, the mighty Bowser, to the show. Oh yeah! So uh, this is um, uh, what I can only describe as ten to twelve pounds of. <laughs> Incredible, it's your new baby. <laughs> incredible Lego goodness. If you can That's see, awesome. uh, it's it stands at several inches tall. I don't even know how tall this is. It it's, looks uh, like you could knock someone unconscious with it. One hundred, You absolutely could. If this got dropped on you from the second story, you would be knocked out. But here's what's cool. This is not just a statue that you that you build. No, no, no. This You've built a puppet. Look at this. Oh, from my gosh. The, That's awesome. The, from the switch that you just toggle back and forth right here, oh, you can that's turn awesome. his head. You can turn his head. His uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch the camera down so that you can see this next part a little bit better. Um, so you can adjust his eyebrows to whatever expression <laughs> you want to have. He can be sad. He can be happy, excited, or he can be really angry. Right. <laughs> If I can do this, I'm trying to do this backwards. There you go. <laughs> just, there you go. I love it. I love just it. Just look down. He can, he can be really angry and his eyeballs move. So you can actually. Oh, wow. Blah, 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 blah. Really I'm going to turn this so I can talk. That's the uh, Mario Party version where you have to like stretch the face, you know? <laughs> yeah. But his arms move. His arms move at the elbows 
His arms move at the shoulder joints and they lock into place so you can you can pose him and his wrists turn and his thumbs That's his a thumbs lot move. of articulation. Yeah. That's really a cool. A ton of articulation. On top of that, he also Let's see if I can get Shoots this it. shoot. Do I don't it. know if I'm going to be able to do it while I'm like tilting him back like this. Well, he does shoot this fireball as well. <laughs> what are we up to? We're up to like 14 points of articulation. There there are many points of articulation. That's so um, cool. His legs oh, 16, like, 17. When, when you Oh, when you pick him up, his legs, like his legs kind of dangle, his tail, his tail waggles. It's got like these points of articulation. Oh, there's in it. 18. Um, oh, there's word. so many. I mean, just look at the detail in his yeah, back. Yeah, that's really crazy. His, uh, and his teeth, he has multiple rows of teeth. If you're not watching this on Twitch right now, you are missing out on an absolutely incredible show and tell. Yeah, seeing the video um, of it is kind of like different because it basically like I mean like it looks like an action figure almost. It is. It's like a it's like a honking action figure that you mm-hmm. built. Um, and so this is the figure. I'm gonna slide him over for just a sec. Uh oh. This is the this is the base that you build for him. Oh, that looks oh, like the it. entrance to some Star Wars like uh, headquarters. So they repurpose some, uh, you know, Attack of the Clone stuff. Yeah, as you can see, it's hard to kind of get the the angle on it. You can pop these things off, like so. Mario, Mario can battle him, and these are the turrets. It's like actually the, it's got his little symbol, and it's got these fire, these flames. I just knocked one of these off when I was trying to show you, um, but these get knocked over. Mario can can battle with it, and then uh, when you play with the Mario, like the the digital Mario, where it actually plays. You can slide this little piece out, yeah. and it gives you special points. And so, like, you you put Mario here, and it and it triggers that you're getting ready to fight Bowser. And then you can bounce on Bowser in different places, and you get different points. And it makes different sound effects for okay, bouncing on Bowser's cool. head, for bouncing on his shell. And then over here, when you knock off uh, this post, there's a... Let me see if I can show you this in here. There's a POW the block. Up. Can you see the POW block? <laughs> there's a POW brick in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I can take it out. There we go. There's a POW brick inside of here that when you hover over this, you hear an explosion sound if you're playing with the the uh, the Mario. So it's That's like awesome. really, really cool. I'm. You talk about like the these last couple of weeks we talked about Lego a few times, and the the um, overarching thing that we've been saying is how how shelvable is it? Like how does this thing look on a shelf? You're going to be hard pressed to find something cooler than this to sit on your shelf. And I keep yeah. getting like more and more amazed and more and more happy with the the level of complexity and this thing is solid. Like it is you see I'm I'm like I'm manhandling it, right? Like I'm not being delicate with this. This guy is is legitimately solid. He's intended to be played with, which is what's so cool, right? Like sometimes you you build these sets out and and they are intended to just sit on a shelf because they're not durable. Mm-hmm. This thing is solid, and uh, he's super fun, and I I would recommend anyone to go pick him up if you're a Mario fan, if you're a Lego fan. He's not cheap. He's $270. Um, I just looked on the Lego site. Um, it's 2,807 uh, 2, pieces, um, but I will say this. I've I've paid more for things in life that are not nearly as satisfying as this. <laughs> this was a whole day's worth of build, and it's it's fantastic. Like Cooper and I are going to actually play with this and have fun with this, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna last. It was a day's worth of of entertainment, um, and then some. So uh, go pick this up 
if you can. If if you can't just go pick it up, I understand it's two hundred and seventy dollars. Not everyone can just go and drop um, two hundred and seventy dollars on a Lego like on a whim. But like Christmas is coming up, this is a great thing to put on your list uh, for Christmas. Um, and I would say one hundred percent go do it. It's it's a lot of fun. If you're a Mario person, this is honestly I would I would argue this is a must have. If you're a Mario person, this one and the Lego, uh, the Lego um, question mark block are both must haves. If you're a Mario person, because they're, they're doing the Mario stuff. Yeah. Right. That question um, block one is like seriously impressive. Like how many levels and stuff like fold out of it. I don't even know how you, how designing that must be crazy. The engineering this, I, I kept thinking like, I wish you could see the inside components that make this thing function because there's no like, um, there's no motors. There's no like, like it's all Lego. Everything yeah. in this is Lego and it's still, and, and you can move it and you can play with it. Like it's, it's taking Lego to another level and it still looks like the character. I don't think you sacrifice any of the actual characterization. No, it looks just like him. Lego. I know. I, I don't, they had to have built some, some lots of custom pieces for this um, because uh, I don't Otherwise I don't know how they were able to, to mm-hmm. nail the likeness uh, the way that they did. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm really excited for this. So Very cool. um, anyway, check out the Lego mighty Bowser. Um, and uh, there'll be a link to it in our show notes. And when you build it, um, I will accept gift cards to Starbucks as thank you for recommending it. So um, <laughs> you don't want some to the Lego store for your next purchase. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> I think I'm all right. I just need a, a vanilla chai every now and again. And I, I just, I don't need thousands of dollars worth of Legos sent to me, but just maybe pay for my Starbucks so that I can get up and go uh, get in line on my own. That's really what I'm looking <laughs> for. So, um, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Lauren. And like I said, links to all this stuff will be in show notes. So you don't have to yeah. like try digging into all this. So you can find it. Um, Lauren, why don't you uh, take us home with a little, with a little review? Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, I've been very invested in House of the Dragon for its full first season, and it has come to a conclusion this last Sunday. Um, just like a quick note on our, our pre-parties, we did like the probably the most epic one I've ever thrown where we had an entire blacks versus uh blacks versus greens uh like field day color day event. So like I used to be a camp counselor. So like if like I was like, we can do this if everybody wants to do this, because it started off as a joke at our house, like like, oh, yeah, we'll have Blacks versus Greens Day at the end. I'm like, but do you actually want to do this, guys? And um, like as soon as like uh, enough people said yes, I'm like, OK, then let's really do it. Uh, I watched a lot of Taskmaster to get like inspired for it. So <laughs> all right. I actually like had uh, each of the games like had their own envelope that you would open and like read out the rules kind of Taskmaster style. And I had like funny names that I made up for each of them. And I themed all of the games to uh, like Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, uh, like uh, you know, like extra level just for fun. So like instead of musical chairs, we played musical thrones and stuff. So it was just like really awesome. And just shout out to all my friends for getting into it and like playing with me. Cause I was worried that this would be like, Oh, I put in all this work and no one wants to do it, but it was not that at all. Everyone, we had such a good time. And uh, now I just feel like I want to do this again next, like every season, we're going to make it a thing every year. So hopefully I saw a video year. and people were for sure uh, into it. 
Yeah, <laughs> no question. It was funny because like I brought out face paint and I thought people just want to do like the little black, like, you know, like the things under your eyes, like in a football game or whatever. And people did like a full handprint on their face. So I was like, this is a great start. This is perfect. Uh, so yeah, now hopefully every season we'll be able to do one. Hopefully next year you guys uh, will be uh, full and healthy and be able to come and um, have a day with us because it was just a, a really good time. Um to send off like the first season of Game of Thrones for sure. Um, and and what a finale it was. So uh, I don't want to get too spoilery because I know that like this, this just ended. You got you got injured though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. hang on. You left that at the very beginning of this episode. I, I did. I got to I just got distracted because I was excited to talk about Game of Thrones. So during field day, the only person to get hurt was me. Uh, we had like a balloon pop relay and I just completely ate it. And like my left knee looks like a like bruised up grapefruit. It is not in good shape. I didn't need to go to the hospital or anything, but like <laughs> I can't really walk around. It's kind of a mess. And I have to go to a wedding in like three days. So I'm just gonna have this like big purple knee and it's gonna be great <laughs> because there's just nothing I can do about it. I'm, I'm kind of glad it was only me who got hurt and like nothing else like were, you know, happened. Cause like, like, in this race, like a couple people almost tripped because the ground was so uneven, but it was me. It had to be me. I always hurt myself. And now all three of us can commiserate to together. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. Right now is a great time to collectively steal our wallets because we can't chase after you. <laughs> like, yeah. We're, we are all out of it right well, now. So I'm technically the healthiest, but I also have the flight instinct. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to fight back. Also, yeah. if you run if you run 13 steps, uh the uh the the coughing will ensue and you won't be able to make it. Yeah, that'll be it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, so I'll just fall over and uh start crying. <laughs> That's what's going to happen for me. Yeah, I'm going to like hobble as fast as I can. It's not going to do anything. It's it's just bad. Yeah, I've got um been ice in Advil cuz that's basically I looked up online and they were like, "This is all that you can get unless you want to get an MRI." And I definitely don't think anything's that serious. So Oh. <laughs> Cooper, when when, we, when they gave me all this stuff at the hospital and they they wrapped my my whole leg was wrapped in and all these yeah. different things packed onto it, Cooper was like, "Oh, they just give you that?" And I said, "No, Cooper, they're not giving me anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm paying not. for everything you see here today." <laughs> <laughs> they make you think they're just giving it to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this I, I'm paying. I'm, I will be paying for this for a while. So you're. Uh, good. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like two weeks probably I'm not going to have like a normal knee at all. So uh, yeah. it's okay, though. It was a really like, honestly, it was so much fun. I have no regrets at all. And I, I'm looking forward to the next one, even though it'll be quite a long time from now because they have announced that the next season probably won't come till 2024, which I'm not into these long in-betweens for all of these oh, shows. But yeah, because it is what it is. There's so much that they left this on that I just want to know what happens. Do you ever think yeah. like, man, I really hope I don't die before it comes out? Yes. <laughs> After this I have thought week, that before. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure the three of us are going to make it out of this weekend. So, yeah. yeah. You're going to feel like terrible. a mess if one of the two of us die. Or you I won't really feel much if you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come back and haunt you. I love it. You, will you guys haunt people? 100%. Yeah. I mean, would you haunt like your enemies or your friends, though? Both strangers. <laughs> I'm far more interested in strangers than I am my enemies or friends. Oh, interesting. Uh, you you want to just haunt randos? Yeah. 
if you this had is, to but do you have like eternity because like you could haunt your family first and then randos like I guess it depends <laughs> on what your version of 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 afterlife looks like right if you if you think that you're a ghost until you've fulfilled some sort of unfulfilled business uh or if you think that you just roam roam like i tend to believe that at some point uh, i will end up in heaven <laughs> and not <Yeah>. care about <laughs> Not care about Hopefully haunting you can skip people. Skip the ghost part. Yeah. No, just in this a, fun. <laughs> I hope there's a point part. between now and heaven where I get an opportunity to haunt people. <laughs> <laughs> just for a little bit. <laughs> it's important to me. I just want to say it's important to me. I don't have much say in it, but it is important to me. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to hard pivot back to House of the Dragon because I don't have any idea how to segue. <laughs> there, there are no ghosts in. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, but anyway, I mean, there could be. We just don't see them, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so Game of uh, House of the Dragon has ended. I keep calling it Game of Thrones, even though we've been uh, 10 episodes in now. I won't get used to this, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I, think yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good season. It was, it was far better than the last few seasons of Game of Thrones, but I don't think it comes close to the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, I think, like, the time jumps in the end... I don't think we're the greatest idea. Like I, I fully appreciate that they wanted to get like, start at this certain point and get to a certain point. And they hard committed to that um, early on. And, and that's, that's something, but I just feel like we missed out on so much in all these time jumps. And then you just weren't able to really connect with a lot of the characters in a way that mattered enough that when like, you know, they pull a Game of Thrones and just start killing a bunch of people that you actually care when they die, because that was what was so tragic in Game of Thrones. Is like we had like the entire first season is dedicated to Ned Stark and you think he's the guy to love. And we we you know, we know him. We know his whole family. We know like what their what all of their stakes are. And so when he gets his head chopped off, it is devastating in this like like, you know, they I don't want to say like who they killed off. I'm really trying to avoid spoilers uh, since I know it just ended. And Patrick hasn't watched all of it, but um, like they've killed off some major characters that like I I wanted to care that they died, but I felt nothing when it happened because it, they just didn't get a chance to be on screen for very long with the way that they decided to do this. And I think that there's enough content that like they could have done those five episodes where they had the younger actors as the first season and it would have been compelling. Yeah, but they decided that they wanted to start when they're younger, get all the way to this point where those ki- those people now have grandkids, and then start that story. So I'm a or little have con- shown or have shown flashbacks. I yeah. think I would have preferred flashbacks, seeing them seeing them come together because it just the time jumping just seemed a little too erratic. But I do I, think that in the people that died, again, we're not going to give any spoilers. The people that died, I'm actually more interested in the people who who are subsequently living. On the other side of that, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be interesting how this unfolds. Yes, I'm not yes. Saying I, I'm not saying that, like, the outline... Yeah, I don't want to say that, like, the outline that they are that they have for this isn't interesting, but it just doesn't feel as emotionally deep and rewarding as Game of Thrones was because we just haven't spent time with these characters in the same way. And, like, the, the jumping around kind of discombobulates you for long enough that it just, like, it, it feels kind of rough in that, like... I, I wish that we had somebody to that to root for a little more um, wholeheartedly because there's no character in this that is like wholly good either. It's like there's no or, or or even fun to root for. Like like Tyrion is is I would say like a pretty you know 
good character in the like history of Game of Thrones. Is he perfect? Has he committed some murders? Yeah, he's done like a lot of bad things. But like you root for Tyrion. He's so funny. Like he's you want him to succeed in the world of yeah. And like, and like Tyrion is universally hated. Yes, yes, and. Yeah. And now Kristen, but, <laughs> but like Tyrion, we, we loved and Arya, we loved and like, did, are they, do they, did they not, do they have flaws? Of course. Yes. But like their, their root cause is to try and like make good things happen for the realm, I think, and the people that they care about. And I don't think that there's a lot of characters we can like really say that I know that that's what they're thinking, even at the end of this season, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, but I do think that because of that, because of the conversation we're having right now, and because of the conversation that's happening in chat right now, it it is better than what I expected to come out of this season. It is it is leaps and bounds better than what happened with the last season of of Game of Thrones. So it does give me hope in the the characterization. At this point, we are now caught up. So season two yes. and beyond will all be in real time. Which I which think I'm grateful for. We will benefit. We will benefit from a linear timeline and no time jumping. Um, but I do think that uh, uh, Will made a comment about him caring now more about the events of what have happened because the events of what have happened were pretty incredible. The last yes. two episodes ended with some like, "Yes, that was awesome." Moments of I can't wait to see what happens next. Like actual, uh, actual page turner type. Um, events and so i think you're right with that one will yeah like as they say in the books like the dance of dragons has begun like the rest of the story that they want to tell with this show only takes place over about four or five years so like i think the longest time jump we'll get after this might be a couple months just to like be like and so and so traveled from this place to this place and and this thing kind of thing happened but i don't think it will be like six years ten years anything like that ever again at least i really hope not because i just think that it 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 was it was frustrating. Like it felt like the time jumps to me felt like a um a nugget of the like efficiency that ruined the last couple seasons. And so I really hope that they take the advice to slow down um and just like let us get to know these characters more before they kill them and like just let us kind of have a little bit more fun, I guess. Like that's definitely I think like missing a little bit in this world right now. Um because I, th- I feel like Game of Thrones, like the original series, had like more jokes and stuff. It's inevitably maybe that's- going to be asked. But did you enjoy this series better or Rings of Power? Okay. Oh yeah, I I, I started to like when when Andrew mentioned this. Like when we when we like started this season, we had kind of you know we had House of the Dragon, we had Rings of Power and Andor all coming out together. So we have this like triforce of awesome nerd TV. And like of these three shows, the one I was most excited for was House of the Dragon because I was like, now they've got all their together. They have the best people that they they kept from Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin is so involved in this. Like I'm in, let's do this. And this to me is kind of my least favorite of the three. I think Rings of Power smashed it and like did a lot of the things that I'm complaining about here. And maybe I even noticed it more because Rings of Power was doing it well, where they had characters you could connect with so much. And like, I just felt like that really missing when I watched Game of Thrones. And then like Andor is really just completely crushing it every episode and getting better and better. So I I, I don't want to say that I didn't like this because like that's not how I feel at all. I just feel like it could have been better. And like it's it's maybe annoying to be like that Monday morning quarterback or whatever. To, like I'm not in charge of all these million dollar shows, whatever. But like 
I, I would have been happy to like sit and just like live in the show and like have all the talking in rooms. And I don't need all the like spectacle that I felt like they were trying to rush to like, just, I just want them to take their time. And I feel like maybe part of the, the choice that they made at the beginning of the season was they weren't confident that this would be a smash hit because of the end of game of Thrones and like the attitude that everybody had at the time. And, and I felt that like fully too, like I was worried about the show for a long time. Um, so I think like they were scared to like, just to not cram in a lot of spectacle. And so they wanted to get from point A to point B and they chose like the most exciting points to get through. But I think in the end, like it, the show suffered from this lack of confidence because I think if they had like believed in themselves, they would have taken their time more or maybe just like had the whole first 10 episodes be those younger actors and then switch. Or, you know, I honestly thought like episode eight could have been the finale in some ways. Um, and so like, I just think it's interesting the way that they decided to do everything, but like I'm fully on board for season two and I'm very, very, very happy that game of Thrones is back because this is one of the most like fun shows to participate with that I think exists because so many people watch it and it is so much fun because of that. And it is still like very layered, very nuanced. And like, if you are doing a lot of homework and reading the books along with it, you're getting so much more out of the show. I just wish that like more of those things were easily conveyed within the show and I didn't need to read the books to under, to appreciate it as much. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But I think anything with with such a dense backstory, like a, a book history, what's what I'm looking for? Book origin with such yeah. a dense book origin. You're going to have that with anything. I've just I've come as I've grown older, just I've learned to, be- to just accept that there's just going to be something lacking in a in a visual representation of a book that I've read. I do. I I fully appreciate that. And like, I'm never like looking for it to be a perfect adaptation, but I, I actually think this is just like two stepped back. Like I want it to be deeper. Like that's, that's just my complaint. Like I want more stuff. Like tell me all these little nitty gritty details. Don't just give me like, like there's certain things where like certain people kill other characters that they, you don't even understand why they did it. And I'm, that's just doesn't make sense to me. Cause they're like people that they knew it, they should have had a motivation that we understood. And so things like that are frustrating to me. There are uh, there are some going back to what Patrick was saying. I think it was on air. If if it was on air, it was at least before. Like while we still had a, we had an audience here, but we were talking about the brutality of this show versus the brutality of something which I haven't watched Rings of Power yet. But yeah, sure. Versus something like that, this show is brutal. There's specifically one scene that happened in this that was really Oh no no, two the minutes, last one? The, the, mm-hmm. there's and it echoes that the same one from the first episode. It just even worse maybe. There's <laughs> there two there's two scenes that I'm specifically thinking of. Legitimately the the one scene from the final episode of this season, I said while I was watching it, this was this was worthy of a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode specifically for the, yeah. like, I don't want to give anything away, but like, no, I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it, it could legitimately trigger people in a, in a, because it was so, well, it's also because so like, real. it's one thing to see somebody get burned alive by a dragon. What you're talking about is something that's real and happens to people every day. And so Literally that's much, it's much scarier. It's a very real thing. It's not it, like fantasy violence. A, yeah, they did such a good job of making it feel real that it was like I, I had to remind myself to breathe afterwards. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. This it was it was hard to watch. And then there was another scene mid season. It made me cry. Yeah, that was brutal and and also very visceral. And I'm just like, only on HBO. <laughs> like that's the, <laughs> you can only get away with this on HBO. So 
Um, yeah. If you can't take some of that stuff, then yeah, maybe maybe don't watch this show. But it's uh, the story was compelling to me, and it was a little bit easier to follow than than the original Game of Thrones. Maybe. That's so interesting because I feel like it's not as easy to follow. But you've maybe read all the books a thousand times, so I, I, it's just tough for me. I don't know. Like I just feel like I want to know like so many things that they just don't have time for because of the way that they chose to handle this season. And it's, it's all intentional. So I don't want to like just crap on them for like whatever, like that they, they chose to do it this way. And the book is written in a way that is very like, um, like a history book or bullet points. So like the jumping around makes even more sense when you think of it yeah. that way as an ad- adaptive choice, but it's, it's a little rough for me and like watching it as an edit. I wish it was a little smoother, I guess. Well, I am blind to it all, and it and I like this better. It felt like it was more uh, conducive to a person who hasn't read the books ahead of time. Maybe it goes back to what you guys were talking about with the, um, Patrick, what you were saying about Rings of Power. A person who isn't in-depth in the books, I like this better than how Game of Thrones was. Game of Thrones, I was lost most of the time. I had to go back mm. and read what I had just watched uh, on forums and on chat things afterwards just to yeah. understand what just happened. So I didn't feel that way watching watching this show. So anyway. <clears throat> well, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is... Uh, that's your that's your episode, everybody. I think we need to mm-hmm. roll some dice, um, and then we'll we will uh, get out of this episode. So let me grab some dice over here and uh, Patrick I'm roll a digital you... one because I don't want to move. Oh, I see what you're saying. You can move, but you're choosing not to. That's a nice nice way to just throw shade at me. Appreciate Eight it. and a one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to make myself comfortable. <laughs> today, I said, today I said to Becca, she, she, it was her day off, and I said, why don't you go to Disney? She's like, nah, I don't want to. She has annual passes. She's like, I don't really want to. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> you yeah. have a chance to go to Disney, and you're just choosing not to. I've been trying to go to Disney for the last month, and I keep not being able to. <laughs> All right. You hold an eight and a one, Patrick? Yes. Yes, your eight is going to be travel. Thank you. I rolled a two and a two. A two? A double two? Yep. I don't know why I'm not seeing two. Here it is. Ooh, games. Wonderful. Perfect. That is absolutely perfect because I got a new Kickstarter game that I'm excited to talk about. Cool. Um, I got a 19, which is going to be <laughs> TV. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, let me roll a D4 real quick, too. Pull one up. And a two. All righty. So present. Damn it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and call this one done. Believe it or not, with all the technical issues at the beginning of this and in the middle of this, we managed to get out of here on time. We still did it. We made up for, for lost time. <laughs> yeah, so, we did. Uh, we are, that's, you know what that is? The mark of pros. And I'm just going to stick with that. I'm not going to take any beef from anyone on it. Uh, you can find us over at mof1.network where you can find show notes and links to all the stuff that we talked about, uh, whether it's a show or a toy or a game or anything else. Go find it over there. Uh, you can find us at M of one podcast and all the different platforms socially. Join the conversation there. Uh, like, subscribe, do all those things. And then join us in Slack because uh, we talk in there all the time. Like we post mm-hmm. all these things that we're talking about and then some inside of our Slack channel day and night. 
Um, cause they, that audience is global y'all. And then we, what else do we do? We do some things. Oh, on Twitch, go over to twitch.tv slash of one podcast, follow us. So you never miss an episode. And then also, uh, subscribe. You can subscribe for free. If you use Amazon prime, if you're a prime subscriber, you can throw that subscription toward us. It doesn't cost you anything and it helps us out so much. Um, we actually have uh, the ability to to do more things like this. Uh, speaking of which, this Thursday, we have another thing happening. It is our drawing board with yes. Doc Reed and this guy right here. We are actually going to be carving pumpkins using the Disney Drawtober prompt list. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what it's Doc is going to be so cool. He hasn't told me what his what he's going to try to carve in there. But I've I seen the prep seen, though. It looks intense. Yeah. I yeah. have seen his setup and it looks awesome. Like I'm mm-hmm. very excited for people to see it. This is no joke. Take take time this this Thursday to to plan to be with us because Doc's setup alone um warrants your participation. <laughs> because it's gonna be so it awesome. Looks, it looks really, really good. So go check that out. Um uh just go, but you'd never have to miss that if you just follow us and subscribe on Twitch, because then you'll get a notification that it's that it's time and that we're there. Um, that is that at seven o'clock uh, uh, Central Time? Is it our normal time? Let me let me look real quick. Let me, let okay, me why don't you look that up while we, while we finish rounding this out? Um, but uh, you can do all that stuff, and then like, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Like, let us know that you're listening. Leave that review. We want to read it out loud. We don't. I'm assuming we don't have any new ones um, right now, but we do know that the number of people listening is far, far greater than the number of reviews that we have received. We do have a and new I one. Know. We do have a new one? Yeah, of course. Oh, you say, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course we do. Well, <laughs> we I, always and do. drawing board will be at 7 o'clock Central Time. Okay, Central Time. Perfect. Well, I forgot because uh, this one is from last week, and then we didn't do a typical uh, record last week. I want to remind everybody that we're going to read this this review. If you write a review... And you give us instructions on how to read that review. We will do our very best to read the review the way that you have requested us to read it. So that's using accents, uh, different languages that Lauren can speak. Um, You know, various things like that. If Lauren needs to be in costume, if you want Lauren to use some sort of funny sounding words, anything you want Lauren to do, she will do it. Not if it's it's creepy. Maybe not anything, but many things. Especially if it's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If it's related to the magicians. Yes. But she'll do uh, it. Now yeah, we're yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> what if one of the magicians actually left us a review? Would you lose your mind, Lauren? I would actually. Like, <laughs> I would probably like cry on the spot. All right. <laughs> Andrew, go ahead. Read away. Is this for me? Do I have to read this? It is. Uh, it's from, it says at the last line who it's from. Uh, the can at G. But uh, yeah, go and read for us. Okay. Do I need to read this ahead of time? Do I, it's not giving us any specific things to say okay here we go this is a one two three four five star review ladies and gentlemen counting by the way thank you (laughs) i felt strong i went into it a little hedge uh you know a little uh what's the word i'm looking for confident and that confidence was paid off by being correct in the number um all right seriously fantastic content and entertainment on all areas of pop culture seriously is in uh quotes let me just point that out as in really good not as in taking themselves too seriously 
Too many people already do that. And who wants to listen to a pop culture podcast when people who are like that? I do. <laughs> that would be lame. Wait, that's dot, dot, dot. Seriously. There we go. That's from Kane. Can at G. Kangage. Kangage. Do you think it's, how you do you think it's the Kang? The, 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 the Kang? Yeah. It's one of them from a different uh, multiverse. could be. I hope it's the good one. Yeah. <laughs> it seems, so, uh, seems very nice. From like, they Apple did give Podcast. us five stars, so they're at least on our side. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a yeah but that's what King does to suck you in. He always seems like he's there to help you at he's first. He's going to flatter you and then uh, pull the rug out from under you. Yeah, he's a smart yeah. guy. So we got to watch this know. one. I don't know if you guys picked up on the, the different uses of the word seriously in that, but that was a well. Oh, yes, I, I really enjoyed that. that was you're just trying to well point out that it was a well-read review. We know what you're trying to do, and I'm not falling for it. I would like to say it's both. Because <laughs> <laughs> Andrew was, in fact, fishing for a compliment. <laughs> no. I want, Bad I Andrew. Want know, I want people to know I did justice to how well this was written. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was good. It was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, on that note, you too can write a five-star review over at iTunes, and we will read it on air. If you give us uh, ways to do it, we we will do that too. Um, This time around, it was just a well-read and well-written review, (laughs) but we'll do whatever. Um, (laughs) Shamelessly. It will always be well-read, is what he's saying. (laughs) No matter how poorly it's written, we will read it very well. (laughs) Uh, On that note, we are going to get out of this episode for now, and we will catch you on Thursday at the drawing board. But for now, I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Patrick. Peace out. Adios. At... Not cool code.